Well, welcome back to another episode of the Kingsguard podcast. I am your host, Wes Carey. This is my co-host, Cole Barnett, and this is our birthday bash episode. And you say, what's going right. to be the birthday bash? We have no idea. We haven't really planned this one out. Um, other than to <laughs> say that we've we've kind of talked about, you know, uh, we really want to just talk about where where we've been in the past, where God has brought us from uh, to where we are now. And then we want to kind of talk about where we're each going in the future or where we see ourselves going and what, what the, what the vision is. And, and, uh, but, uh, I, it's been an eventful road, uh, I think for both of us really, um, long-term wise, but I mean, you're, you're turning as of this, the, the, the day that this podcast airs, I'm 39 years old. Right. Yep. And Cole, you're going to be turning as, like I said, as the day, as of this air. This so really, as of the, 40. so really we're the same age today, but tomorrow I'll be the big four Oh, according to, yeah. The, yeah. To when right. this airs. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm three, so either way, four tomorrow, days older than you. Yeah. Tomorrow you're going to be the old man. Yep. That's it. Right. So, uh, I still get, but to you know, 40 is the new 30. So I'm not going to worry about it. True story. True story. <laughs> It's just right. a number, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> what did Garth Brooks say? I'm much too young to feel this dang old. I know, man. <laughs> I've been feeling that way for a while. <laughs> I, yeah. We've got some some young folks at work. And uh, this one young girl, she'd always ha- she'd always ask me to get underneath one of the cabinets and bend down and, and grab one of, something from one of the cabinets from her. Mm-hmm. And I would start to bend down, and you know the old man noises that every that we make now, right? Like the creaking <laughs> and the knees and the you know oh, yeah. the, oh, the grunting, and like she's like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm old. Leave me alone." <laughs> so, and I think that the people who are ten or 15, 20 years ahead of us would be, you know, saying, "Cry me a river, dude." Oh, I know, so right? Bucket like, up, Buttercup, that yeah. kind of stuff, because oh, they're like, "No, you're wanting the freebie. You're wanting the free." Yeah. Right, it is not time yet. <laughs> yeah, what is it? That, what is it they say? Like you're not that old. I always, I always laugh, but I always, I always give them the, uh, the, the Harrison Ford, um, Indiana Jones reply. It's not the, it's, it's, it's not the age. It's the miles. Yeah. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we're getting, we're getting that point where we, we, we've done some things in our life. We've got some, some, some street cred now. Sure. Under our belt. Um, sure. And I, I'm going to, so this is my big thing. And so as we're airing this and my wife watches this, she's going to hear me say this and cringe maybe a little bit, but um, what I don't want to think about is the fact that I have a son that's going to be 16 years old this year. That dude, that is, that is, that does freak me out that you have a son almost 16. I know. Right. And I don't like, I love him to death. He's good, almost he, awesome kid for you. Yeah, he's an awesome. He's an he's awesome, right? He is. You can't call him a boy anymore, right? You know, he's just not. He's not a boy. He's especially if he's anything like you. You haven't been able to call him a boy for many years. (laughs) Yeah, he's 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 almost a full grown man. You know, if only he could just grow a beard, he would be okay. But you know, he's still. Still working on that. Still like, keep right. keep hitting yeah. it with that razor. It'll come. Yeah, but he's uh, but there's that, and then there's the fact that my daughter's going to be 11. And I'm not looking forward to that, not yep. at all. And uh, it's 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 a scary thought that you've got it that I've got a young man that's going to enter the world yep. um, as a young man. He's like no longer a boy; he's a young man. And I've got uh, a daughter that's about to be a young lady um no longer just a little girl and that's that's a scary thought but um that tweenager you're about to embark upon dude yeah that drama but you know what really got me what really hurt my heart this year and what really made me feel old uh was the 30th anniversary special of the beauty and the beast from disney oh really oh my lord or third right i'm like i remember when that came out <laughs> oh yeah just like <laughs> oh yeah oh so one of the few our parents like, wow. let us watch <laughs> right yeah and had they known then what probably wouldn't have probably but not. uh so yeah there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff uh that's that's gone on in the world and a lot of stuff that we've part that we've that we've we've done so um 
what about you? So let's let's talk about uh, where you where you started. Like just just give us a brief synopsis of you know the journey that God's brought you on in the last forty years. And maybe it doesn't yeah. have to be all the way back to when you were like a kid, but you know maybe just the last few years where well, I can take you through some milestones that I I would just uh, publicly thank God for just to give my testimony of some huge milestones. Obviously I, the most important milestone is when Christ introduced himself to mm -hmm. me as my savior and, um, you know, uh, strove in my heart, uh, started when I was just a young, young boy, six years old and it carried through in high school. Um, when I made my profession, my official profession of faith and, uh, when I was 14 years old to follow Christ. And of course, when you, when you follow Christ like that, um, at a young age like that, you know, most of your, and I, and I hate to say it like this because it, it sounds weird, but most of your sentence in front of you mm -hmm. and you don't know what he saved you from, you know, you, you, you get saved at, at a young, at a young age, you know, you start confessing your sins and stuff in your preteen years or whatever. And you, you really think you've, you've committed everything <laughs> and that he's forgiven you. And then, then you, it's really a mixed up road for some of us who got saved at a young age. And so, um, I, I fought that a lot, you know, I fought, um, I would say through my later teenage years and into early college, have you really decided to follow me? Where, where is your, where is, where does your heart lie? Yeah. Um, and it would, it would constantly be, uh, a, a, an episode of God reconfirming in my heart. Yeah of that decision that I couldn't leave him if I tried, you know, and I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to get into irresistible grace and all that stuff. Cause I don't go there, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is like that my heart is knit with Christ. There's nothing mm -hmm. I can do or would ever want to do for that not to be the case. My point is getting saved as a younger kid was cool, but seeing the other side, Looking back, we sang this song, ironically, Sunday with Corey and I did. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Mm -hmm. um, the more you play a guitar, the better it sounds because those sound waves like get in the, they call it a tone wood, whatever, whether it's rosewood, mahogany, spruce, whatever. Over time, it ages. And they talk about, you know, fine wine, same thing. Well, the more Christ plays his music into your heartstrings, the sweeter your life gets. Yeah. Not the easier your life gets, but it's like, it's like that muscle memory thing. Mm -hmm. It's like the more you do something, the more you're like, okay, when I hit this tough rep or when I hit this tough trial, in this case, he was there last time. He's going to get me through this. Just, just put your head down and go forward. I've been able yeah. to see that enough of that, that old song. I've been through enough to know he'll be enough for me. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a huge thing for me in my Christian walk, um, on a, on a personal level. And I don't want to make this a, a huge thing about me. Cause I know you've got so much that you've done. I want, I, I, I honestly, I'll use this as a way to catch up with you myself. Cause you've, you've, you've just been through so much, your testimony of uh, serving our country and, and, and meeting your wife and all of these things. But, um, I, I played bluegrass gospel music out of high school for three years before I decided to go to college and I wanted to go to college to be a teacher. The idea of being a teacher was, um, I would have summers off to really pursue music. Um, and that I would still be able to impact youth because I have a heart for youth, a heart for young people, just of, you know, mm -hmm. um, helping navigate them to be a godly influence. Really the goal was to teach has always been to teach in public school because I kind of felt like, <clears throat> that is where I could spread the most light. Yeah. But anyway, I, I say all that to say, um, I see now the main reason or the most important reason God sent me to where I did in college after sitting out three years is because I would meet an exactly three year younger lady who started college the exact same year as me and my wife, Nicole. And, um, uh, it put us on the same track to each, uh, with each other. I got a, uh, yeah. a, a scholarship based on my role uh, in the ministry and she got a scholarship based on, uh, her academics. And so we both went to the school for the same reason and had the same major, which was biology. And, um, we dated our, we, we, we met each other our freshman year. Um, and we were both hanging out with other people, uh, throughout that, the course of that. And then 
finally in senior year, you know, been a lot of texting and stuff, but senior year, we decided to, um, exclusively date each other and we just, just fell madly in love. And, and, you know, once, especially once I saw her heart for missions and the things that she wanted to do mm-hmm. and that we could do it together, um, I just fell hook, line and sinker. And, uh, yeah. she just, she stole my heart. So that's, that's the, the next really important milestone for me, um, was, uh, meeting Nicole. And then, um, this, th- I could, I could really, there, there are so many things that, that, that have taken place between then and now. Uh, but God laid it on her heart that she wanted to be a, um, a dental to, to work in dental missions in some capacity. And they're only like, they're only letting 30 people a year in uh, IU dental. Um, and so we knew it would be a long shot. She took her test scores and, um, and, and passed everything with flying colors. Mm. I quit my job in Kentucky where I was teaching before I had confirmation that I was going to be hired anywhere else. We moved to uh, Indianapolis and, um, God gave me a job immediately to pick up that next fall after I had resigned that spring in Kentucky and uh, was able to support her through her four-year journey with that. And immediately (laughs) after, and this is just, it's just, it's God does these things. I lost my job as she's graduating college. Yeah. uh, My teaching job as she's graduating college, uh, dental school, and she picks up the job. We never missed a paycheck that she went into dental school or I'm sorry, uh, to be a dental, um, practitioner right after I was, uh, I was let go from, from a teaching position. And then I picked up another teaching position by the time that next fall rolled over. So she was there to carry us through the summer. It was just, it was incredible how that all worked out. Yeah. And, um, God has, and it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes, it, sometimes, it, but, but, but I, I feel like God does these things for us at key moments in our lives mm-hmm. when he knows I've got your attention yeah. and I want you to see something. Yeah. And it was just once again, confirming, reconfirming my faith that, yeah. that it, it, this is what happens when you're just saying, Lord, you know, the steps of uh, the, the goal is the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. That's what I want. You know, I'm not going to, I don't want to be the one to tell you the steps help me yeah. that kind of thing, uh, which is a yeah. constant uh, battle. But anyway, um, to say all that uh, in the process of, of Nicole pursuing her uh, goal to be a, she's a, a part-time dental uh, a worker uh, at a, a practice, actually two different practices. She works three days a week. Um, we had our first daughter, our first child, our daughter, uh, in 2017. So a year and a half after Nikki, uh, got out of school, um, we had our first one and, um, a little Sadie Lynn. And, uh, I always tell people I like bluegrass music. So I wanted to call her Amanda Lynn. <laughs> I always wait for people to get it. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then, uh, but we called her Sadie Lynn and then, um, a couple years ago, little Silas Walker comes to town, you know, so, yeah. uh, we find out, we found out just before the pandemic was announced and that COVID was, we found out that say, uh, Nikki was expecting with her second. Yeah. So, um, those are obviously the biggest moments, uh, traveling with the trio is incredibly important to me. We'd started that in 2011 with Corey, my sister, and it's always been a part-time thing. Some years have been more uh, full-time than than part-time. Uh, but here recently, especially with the kids, we've been backing off and not accepting uh, a ton of dates. But um, the, the fact that God has just allowed me to minister in so many different capacities, um, just coming up from just, I'm a homeschooled kid, Wes. I mean, I never went to school. I was, college was my first attempt. Yeah. Um, at, at, at being at school with other kids and, and just to see, I mean, I had a lot of insecurities to overcome. I had a lot of weird shyness and weird. I'm not worthy of, of, of being or anywhere, but with, if I can hide behind a guitar or behind a microphone, I can be okay. That was, that was yeah. what I did, you know? Yeah. And, um, to do all this other stuff, um, with the Lord's help and guidance, even though it was, it's been very difficult at times. Um, I'm just thankful, thankful for the exposure and opportunity he's given me to so many different avenues of life, yeah. friends, 
uh, I've used, and you and I, we have some of the same mutual friends. We've got hundreds upon hundreds of friends. Many have passed away. Many, their kids are our age and we still keep in touch or we, we, we like each other's posts on social or whatever. But, um, you know, because of my upbringing, I have all of those wonderful relationships. So, I mean, looking back on 40 years, I feel like I have lived a couple, three lifetimes compared to what, uh, it could have been like, I mean, yeah. do I have any regrets? Of course I could say I missed not being in public school. I missed, maybe it would have been cool to try out football. It would have been cool to try mm-hmm. out, you know, those are people ask me that sometimes they're like, you know, so you were homeschooled the whole time. Is there anything you miss out on? I mean, we are a, we're a, we're a school bus turnaround lane down here on the end of our road. And Sadie's my daughter, who's in first grade, um, she sees that bus sometimes and she's like, dad, when am I going to ride on the school bus? And, and I'm just like, Oh man, I don't want to, you know, I don't want her. Cause I, I've wondered what that was like myself, you know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, sure. There are, there are things that you didn't get to do or take part in that you always are going to wonder what would yeah. that have been like, but you can always flip that around and wonder what yeah. other things would have been like if you put yourself somewhere differently. And so I've learned not to really question that or get, you know, bang my head on a counter over it. But, um, so yeah, that's my testimony of, of, you know, uh, you know and there are many, many other great things that have happened, but those are the, the, the great ones, you know, leading up to our, our, my family and my current course, which is I'm an online instructor. I have 160 students. I teach five days a week, five classes every day. And, um, Nicole works three days a week, uh, for a Christian employer and is home the other four days. And we're, drowning in parenthood man. yeah and and yeah. loving it and hating it and and all the feels all the feels yeah. everything that you get along with all of trying to do all that stuff right uh and and every day is a new lesson so mm-hmm. that's where i'm at yeah so for me it i mean it, we and for you and i the upbringing was very similar i mean it was yep. i mean we were at the same camp meetings we had mm-hmm. the same friends we had what we were i mean we would be at duncan's camp one week Doyle's camp the next week. Another guy's jubilee your camp meeting in another week. I mean, we were we were always either in the same place or close by. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you were homeschooled. I was homeschooled. Very, very similar upbringings, you know. But for me, again, just like you, like it was it started with that that initial. Come to Jesus meeting, you know where you literally come to Jesus because you realize you're a lost sinner and that you, you've got nothing for me. It was at four. Um, and though I knew I needed a savior, I, I, and, and I did get saved that, that day. You can't fully comprehend everything that you're doing nope. in that moment. I have no clue what's ahead, you know? <laughs> and, and yeah, man, I, I, just like you, I struggled with that for a long time. Um, to the point that, you know, I, man, I backslid I'm like, after I got in the army, you know, I met, I met my wife when I was, we were, oh, I was 19, 20, something like that. And, uh, so we started dating on August 25th, 2004. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this year will be 18 years of marriage for us. Wow. Yeah. 18 Yeah, 18 years of marriage for us and 19 years together, you know, and so it's wow, it's a crazy thing. But, you know, there was that three year separation, you know, and it's that's that's one of my biggest regrets. But at the same time, you can see where God you you can see where God used that to get to her heart. And then over time, eventually got to my heart and. um you know, I, and yeah, man. So big milestones, you know, there was my salvation. There was, um, traveling, traveling was big, man. That was, that was a big part of our lives for a long time, you know? And it it was one of those things where if you're not, it almost becomes your identity. Yeah. You know, and when you're not doing it anymore, you know, it, it can almost break you. Yeah, and it's something it, you really can't talk to anybody about because yeah, people, people don't understand it's it. So odd. Like, can you imagine? I would tell people there was never a moment when I would tell someone what I 
my about my childhood that they wouldn't cock their head and be like, say that again. What you you do? did? Yeah, you, you did. Grew, you grew yeah. up in a bus. Yeah. I was like, okay, like the Partridge family, my dad, only my dad's a preacher. I'd be like, yeah. You remember, and and yep. the, now no one knows what that show is, but back then it worked. Yeah. I mean, you ever saw that show Quantum Leap where that guy, mm -hmm. every episode, he would like morph into some new body and have to, right. you know, take up. Could you, I mean, it would have made a perfect episode if he would have, yeah. a kid grow, <laughs> growing up on a bus or in a trailer. Oh, and boy. It's like 7 30 or 8 <laughs> yeah. o'clock in the morning, and your mom's like, go to yep. school. Yeah. <laughs> it like, was what? like you know go to school yourself we started out traveling in a Datsun b10 right and i don't know if you yeah. remember that car it was this little bitty compact car oh yeah we, we our, we've had we had small vehicles to start out with too i know what you're talking yeah. about and i remember one so when i was a kid when when we were kids when we first started traveling at one point jamie and jamie so you wouldn't know it now but Jamie at one point was a very manipulative oh, individual. Not so. No, I know, right? Not Jamie. Um, she had convinced me and Brooke that she needed the entire back seat to spread out and sleep in, you know, as we were traveling. And that we needed to sleep in the floorboards curled up like dogs, you know? And I was so gullible, man. I would do it. Right. And so, uh, but you get memories like that that you no one else can you 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 tell people this and they're just like yeah that's a good memory to you man yeah it's a good memory to me it's something that i laugh about now you know and it's you know we we visited every single civil war battlefield on the southeastern seaboard we went to washington dc we went to the lincoln memorial we, we did all those things right yeah um but yeah, so it, there, there's so many memories there in, in just just the the matter of the, the just traveling and having the opportunity to grow up in ministry like that. I mean, that's that's still so so much a part of my life that now. Yeah, it's our identity, I, like you said. Yeah, I can't. I don't feel like I'm. I don't I don't I don't really know how to explain it or how to put words to it. But when you grow up like that, you can't not do something in the church. It's it's literally impossible for you to not yeah. do something. You know. And then to to try and relate to people like, hey, I'm I'm a 39 year old man and I've got over 30 years of experience in ministry. Well, how is that possible? Well, you you had to be there, man. You you had to grow up the way that I did or the way that we yeah. did in order to know what that's like and to understand when you're that. literally in church more than you're not. Yeah. And where I mean, some weeks it was five and six times mm -hmm. a week and then two times per day. Yeah. And, and you it was were just... singing and all that and you were here and preach i mean we how many thousands of messages did we hear as kids yeah i still <laughs> i still catch myself now right like so like my wife will get on to me because like i'll we'll walk in to church and my son will my oldest will come in and he'll be wearing something that for me i'm like that's not church appropriate right and i'll wave him over I'm like why are you wearing that why you should go to the house because we live on the church property now he's like you should go to the house and, and change that and i was like that's literally the style now there's literally nothing wrong with that yeah and she's right right but in my head i'm going no 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 that's yeah. not right and i can't and i just can't shake it not now i will say this this did happen this happened wednesday night my wife's probably gonna kill me for saying this but it was it's too funny not to mention we i was my 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 middle son helps out he's he's eight going on nine he helps out with the offering at the church every once in a while so wednesday night he was pastor told him like hey we, we need you to we need you to help take up the offering he said okay and so i offering the offering time comes i walk back to the sound booth to relay a message to my oldest who's running the sound booth. And then I'm walking back. And as I'm walking back, I noticed that the, the pant legs for my youngest are going underneath his heels and around. Right. So like they're, they're 
going over his foot and i'm going why i was like what in the world why why are they doing that and so as i walk closer i'm looking and i notice this kid is barefoot in the church no shoes on his feet no socks <laughs> no nothing just barefoot in the church taking the offering i'm like oh my lord <laughs> no tom sorry you've got to be kidding me and uh so i have those moments right because just the way we grew up you know so yeah I have the I have this pet peeve, right? Yeah. Of guys in suits wearing sneakers. It's it bothers me. It's just but the way that we grew up, you know, you know this man. You just didn't do it. You didn't put tennis shoes sure. on and go to church. It does right? not bother me anymore. But when I was growing up, I, man. it was definitely instilled within me that it should bother me. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's just this this absolute nonsense. But there were there were such good experiences there. And, you know, you, you've got, you, you develop such good relationships and such good friendships, you know, but yep. as an adult, you know, probably one of the biggest highlights of my, I mean, marrying my wife. I mean, that's, I mean, going on 18 years. I mean, that's, I, I that's can't, at the whole, that's at the whole tone, you know? I, yeah. And she's the one that was like, really, I knew I wanted to go in the military, but you know, there was a lot going on in life at that time where I was like, that's probably going to have to be on hold. I've got, I've got other priorities, other responsibilities I got to take. And she's just like, we're going to the recruiter right now. Let's go. Yeah. And she literally dragged me in there and uh, I'm very, very glad that she did. Um, And so 13 years, man, that was, that was, it was a wild ride. I mean, and um, I always tell people like, if you knew how much fun I had, you, you'd probably stop thanking me for my service, you know, because it shouldn't, yeah. it's supposed to be service and it shouldn't be that much fun, but it really was. I mean, and, and I learned, and I, I, I'd say this to people. I, I meant we started the a Kingsguard chapter here at our church uh, last Sunday. And I, I mentioned this to him and, and uh, I mentioned this to most of the Kingsguard classes that we do, but I say, I tell them all the time, you know, it's, it's, I didn't learn about brotherhood from the church. Sure. Like ge- true, genuine brotherhood. I didn't learn that from the church. I learned it in the army. And then I'll tell them like, but the reality is I should have learned it in the church. Sure. Because the brotherhood that I got in the army was the kind of brotherhood that you read about in scripture, right? Where yeah. you have the ability to go to a guy and say, Hey, you're not doing this or you're not doing, you're, you're not doing X, Y, Z, or Hey, you said you were going to do ABC. And you're not living up to that. You have that ability to, I have that ability to go to another green beret or another, another fellow soldier of mine and, and, and call them out on shortcomings and them know that, Hey, I'm not doing this out of spite or out of some stupid, jealous, you know, selfish, whatever you want to call it. I'm doing this because I want to see you reach your full potential, right? I want to see you meet the standard because if you're a better soldier, if you're a better human being, if you're a better, if you're a better person, that, that increases the level of us all. It, it, it increases the level of the unit, increases the level of the company, right? And mm-hmm. if we can get that idea in our heads in the church where, Hey, me calling you out and saying, Hey, you need to do better at this. Isn't necessarily me saying, Hey, you're a, I'm not judging you, but more or less what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to call you to something higher because in, if we can get, if you can be a, at a higher level, you bring the rest of us to a higher level as well. But at the same time, if I'm going to call someone out, I kind of have to be willing to be called out myself. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's where we run into problems in the church. We don't want to be called out. You know, especially as men, man, we don't we don't want to deal with that shame. We don't want to be told that we're doing something wrong. We don't want to be told that we're messed up. We don't want to be told that we're not the spiritual leaders in our home or that we're not spiritual at all. Right. We we grow complacent. We grow comfortable and all of those things. And one of the things that the army taught me was com- your, the comfort zone is is where you're going to die. That will kill you so fast. It will kill yeah. you. In, it'll kill you in combat. It'll kill you in, in, in on the battlefield. It'll kill you in your spiritual life, you know? And it took me 
three years of backsliding. And I'm talking, I backslid, backslid. Like I, you would not have recognized me as a Christian for those three years. Yeah. And I mean, it was, I ran, I ran hard. It took those three years for God to get a hold of me and, and to recognize like, Hey, I, I'm, there's no reason for me to feel shame. I just need to do right. I be better because I can't, because he's called me to it. I, I, I owe it to my wife. I owe it to my children. I owe it to my, my church. I owe it to my brothers in Christ to be better so that I can, so that I can bring them with me. You know, I've got, I've got to be willing to be called out. Like I got to stop being comfortable. I got to stop being complacent. And uh, so after that three years, I mean, it was, that's really where we started doing the research and started studying for the Kingsguard and getting all of that in. And, and yeah, I had a guy tell me uh, Wednesday night after we, or last night. Yeah. This past Wednesday night, he said, he said, man, he said, you, you really make us dig in this Kingsguard group. Don't you? I said, yeah. I like, but I'm digging right along with you. Like that's because that's how you grow. You you got to dig in the word sure of God in order in order to grow. But it's more than it's not just. And, and here's where we fall short in this: is like we think that it's just if we study our Bible or we open our Bible and read that we're going to grow. And it's not. It's not that because Christ makes it very clear that di real discipleship is more than just reading your Bible. Real discipleship is more than just praying. Right. It's real discipleship is about sacrifice. What are you willing to give up? Because it's going to cost you something in the long run. And you got to know what it is that you're willing to give up. Right. Because it will cost you that if you don't willingly offer it, it's going to be taken from you. And I know that, that like, Leela gets onto me a, 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 some, sometimes when I say stuff like that. Um, but I've experienced it in my life that, where if I'm not willing to give it to God and hand it over to God, that it he'll strip it from me. Yeah. You know, and I don't want that for anybody else, you know? And so it's the past 39 years has been, it's been a really, I've probably grown more in the past, really in the past five years than I have my entire Christian life. Right. And I think a and lot that's of great. It is, that's, that's the way it's yeah. supposed to be. I, 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 I kind of feel like it is exponential growth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The more it's the better you get at something. Yeah. The better you can get from there at it faster. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think a lot of it is, you know, it's like, I, I stopped playing around with it. Sure. It wasn't an abstract idea anymore. And it, it I became more intentional with it. Well, and... I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> if it's, if it's anything like me, uh, you got to tighten things up when you see those little ones start growing up into, uh, more, uh, influential age brackets, you know, it's different yeah. when they're like only three or four years old and you know, they're going to forget anything that they see you do or don't do, and they're sponges, but when they hit that man. five or six yeah. year old mark, they're going to start remembering everything from that they point are, forward. Yeah. And they're sponges, man. <laughs> Usually by that time they've learned everything. Yeah. Right? Like all, they're, the all their courses set. Yeah. Their, their personality is what it's going to be. That's what I've read. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so it, it's very, very hard. Um, and, and, or what I'm trying to get, what, what you, what you realize is that you don't really have a whole lot of time to influence that. Yep. And one of the things that me and Leela have, have, have come to realize, like, so one thing that we do with our daughter is like when our daughter, we don't, cause you know how it was when we grew up, man, you, I talked to my mom about this and, and uh, my sister, James, uh, Jamie about it you know it when we grew up it was expected that if a if a if a older gentleman in the church wanted to hug a young lady she was expected to hug him right she was expected to just go in there and do it and 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 assume that there was nothing no that there were no ulterior motives behind that you know and generally there's not right but that's not always the case. 
right? As we're starting to see more and more yeah. with all of the lawsuits from the Southern Baptist Convention, the Catholic Convention, and all of the others that oh, are yeah. going on right now, we're seeing that there was more ulterior motives than what we were willing to let on. Well, you and know? you know, if you don't experience it, if you don't experience yeah. it firsthand, you do kind of live in in, in dream world that everything's mm -hmm. everything's going great. Yeah, you and know? so and what, you start hearing stories that it wasn't going great. Yeah, so one of the things that we we talked about doing, or, or what we talked about, one of the rules that was established, it was just like you know, if she's uncomfortable, if she doesn't want to hug, I'm not going to make my daughter hug somebody. Mm -hmm. And I need her to know that's that that's a yeah that that's okay. You know, it's okay to say, hey, I am uncomfortable. Yeah, like, and if if any. People talk about Fia all the time. I mean, she is she is not afraid to tell you what she feels, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes to her detriment, but she's not afraid to tell you how she. I'd feels. rather have it that way than the other way. I guess. Same. Not and it's at all. like not, I don't not advocate for yourself. Yeah, and it's it's I don't want to curb that in her, you know. So uh, there's been a lot of life lessons there in those in those past few years where it's like I wish I had, I wish I knew when I was younger, what I know now, mm -hmm. but regardless, I'm glad I know it now. And but now yeah, the reason, you know, it now is because I had to go through all of that stuff. The state before, of ignorance. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, sh sure. Some of us learn slower than others. And that's, that, that is true. And, mm -hmm. and some, some, some reasons are, they make the most sense simply because those scenarios haven't been placed in front of you yet. Mm hmm. You know, and every every place is different. Every town is different. Every church is different. And 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 every for me right now, I'm learning a bunch of gr brand new stuff because I'm having to think for so many people at one time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the job. That's the job I signed up for, you know, and yeah. what you know, it's, it's like as a man, I'm starting to look around the yard like where are the, all the, where are all the potential holes that a kid could fall in around here? Yeah. What do we need to do to make sure, you know, these kids live another day? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So let's what's your we, we talk about, you know, where we've where we've been, kind of where God's brought us. What What is something that he's he's working on you now? Yeah, um, I think for me, uh, where I'm at personally on my journey with him. Uh, at this stage and, 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 and I would say it's, 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 it's going to come off as kind of boring because, you know, uh, you, you, you would like to think that, you know, on a, on a milestone birthday or whatever, you would have some exciting news and some exciting presentation to, to say. Um, but, but right now my personal, uh, phase of this journey is going to be more waiting and it's going to be more patience, uh, because of where my children are. You know, my, I got a mm -hmm. son that's two years old yep. uh, and he is uh, a beautiful child, but man, he is going through those terrible twos and there's only two or three people he trusts enough to be left alone with. Well, yeah. Or it wrecks his day. I mean, it's torment. Well, I'm not yeah. going to do that. Thankfully, I work yeah. from home. Thankfully, yeah. I live next door to my parents. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, Nikki's parents come come by every Friday to to watch him while I teach. But my point is. um there's just a there there's a lot i want to do that i can't right now so i have a i have a recording studio and uh, that i built it was i built it when I, right out of high school i took all my money that i worked for those three years before i went into college several thousand dollars and dumped it all into recording equipment and of course there's a lot of maintenance uh, mm -hmm. along the way but um you know i've basically learned how to be a recording engineer so i could record myself and, and train my dad and and so he could record me while i played and sang and, and we could record each other and I really have these goals, these plans to um, to leave behind uh, you know, some solo projects. I've written a lot of songs I've never released, uh, at least with me singing them. I, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of guitar work I haven't put together for someone to hear on a CD. A lot of the stuff with the Barnett Trio that we do is Southern Gospel and more trio vocals and stuff. Whereas I, I like, I like just playing the guitar and singing as, as more of a folk slash bluegrass gospel singer. And so a lot of this stuff, I haven't been able to get out of my system yet. It's just kind yeah. of been cooped up in there. Uh, a lot of thoughts of songwriting ideas that I haven't been able to finish yet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kind of, was thinking, Hey, yeah, this is going to be, you know, my time to do it. And now I see that, you know, there's a big, you know, 
uh, you know, uh, hitting the brakes on that right now. I'm, I just yeah. can't find enough time. And you know as well as I do because you build sermons. I'm not a preacher per se, but when when you write a song, especially a gospel song, you're preaching something. You're you're yeah. you're explaining something uh, in that method. And you've got to be quiet. You've got to be alone, and you've got to be contemplative. And you really have. You also really have to just be in harmony. You have to be in the in the zone. Um, now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Some great songs come out of turmoil, but what I'm saying is you have to be able to get the, get alone and reflect about it. Yeah. Uh, at least I do. That's my method. And so it, there's a little bit of frustration, to be honest with you, uh, because I see now that with Sadie um, coming on, she's starting to sing. And of course, when a little five-year-old gets up and sings, they don't want to hear me anymore. This Grizzly Adams dude up there. And so, you know, I kind of, you, you start to thinking, well, <coughs> is it even worth me putting my time into it? <coughs> Should I be helping her launch her first step into music, you know? being able to, to do music. And I think the answer to that is yes, too. Um, it, the, in this, not maybe in the same way that it was for me and Corey um, mm -hmm. growing up, but to, my kids, at least Sadie loves music. And, and so it gives me, a, it gives me a, an opportunity to invest more into music, but it's going to be a very simplified version of what I had wanted to do, which was yeah. to create, you know, I wanted to go in and create and, 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 um, you know, compose and, and on all, and all of those things, <coughs> excuse me. So anyway, to say all that, you know, Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall okay. run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Um, it's a verse that we always go back to when it feels like that red light, it just won't turn green. And, um, I don't think anything's going to change when, when the clock hits 40 for me, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to you know, right now my kid's still going to be two and five. Um, I do think there's a lot to celebrate. Sadie's in first grade. You know, she started a year early. She wanted to, and she's nailing her grades. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to have time to explore what God has for her. I'm more yeah. excited about, and I see it in like in my, my parents' eyes and Nikki's parents' eyes. We're excited about how to invest in the kids. Yeah. The same way I know you are. You're going to, son that's heading into senior year of high school before long and going to make some decisions about what's up next. And you're going to be a huge part. Like yeah, that's going to be something you, you help him draw up and you help him design what's next. And so you're crafting something and you're, but it's, it's not, it doesn't look like I thought it would look. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's a good thing. It, it, it's better than I thought. Uh, it would look, but I say all that to say, I still do have a passion, the passion to pursue, you know, some solo recording work to leave behind when I'm gone to know that that's going to be, you know, streaming on Spotify or YouTube or whatever. If someone wants to go hear Cole's play off fly away and sing it or whatever, that it would be there for them. I've still got the desire to do that. I've got the equipment to do that, but I don't have the time or resources yeah man 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 help to yeah. do that right now and so i've got to be patient who knows maybe my kids are going to be my recording engineers maybe they're the ones that are going to be running pro tools for me i don't know before before it happens is what i'm saying um my sister Corey, you know she's she's really into helping me with music and she she now lives a little closer but also full-time job so it's yeah it's like we're we're waiting for opportunities we're also uh very clear on the fact that there's going to be more grinding to do to get yeah. some things done some overtime you know mm -hmm. um and right but right now my overtime is going um to other places and it, because it has to and, and yeah. we've talked about that you've talked about that and how hard it is yeah. a balance to provide for your kids and also spend time with them and and, mm -hmm. and also you know your spiritual uh their their spiritual well-being your spiritual well-being being and the like so um still in a planning phase you know you and i were talking just prior to hitting the record button on this particular podcast uh, i used moses as an analogy uh, now it's up for debate how many years 20 years maybe more that he was between the time he fled egypt for his life um to when he came back as mm -hmm. you know a father and a husband to lead god's people out of egypt so yeah, not that not that that analogy necessarily means me, but I'm in a I do feel like I'm in a prep stage 
I'm not wasting time. Um, but I feel like God's doing more work in certain areas than I am. And I have to be patient that whole, you know, stand still and let God move thing. Yeah. Um, whereas it's easier to just stay moving and, 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 and stay active and make yourself feel like you're getting a lot of stuff accomplished when maybe that it's more, more for you than it is the situation calls for. So, um, that's, that's where I'm at right now, Wes. Yep. I think for me, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't say that I'm very too far different from that. You know, I mean, yeah, we got a lot of irons in the fire, um, between, you know, the King's guard and everything that's going on with that. Um, we're, we're revamping some of the program. We're revamping some of the courses. Um, but a lot of my time is just spent, you know, working. A lot of my time is spent, you know, trying to bring home the bacon so to speak. Yep. And it gets frustrating sometimes because, you know, they like, like eating that bacon. Those kids they do. You know, they do My daughter that. loves bacon, man. I've watched that girl eat a pound of bacon in one <laughs> sitting. And we're all like, we wanted some bacon too. Um, but <laughs> yeah, two pounds. Like we should have, but it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it can almost be frustrating because y- you know, like, okay, God, you've called me to this thing. Right, and I. But know, Lord, I wrote like, my ten-year vision plan. I've got the right? got the guide. Right. Oh, wait a minute! No, that was <laughs> you. You called me to this thing. You know, yeah. you led me into this this thing that you want me to do. But because here's the thing, I'm a warrior. Like I've been a warrior all my life. Like you know that you 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 grew up with me. You 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 knew my personality. And so like, it was, it, it's the kind of thing where I've always been just that, that I want to go get it. I want to go do sure. it now. Absolutely. And as a warrior, you know, like I think what God, I th- we were, we were at church yesterday and we went through a passage and it's that our, the, our pastor was talking about, he's like one of the, one of the reasons that you should thank God. It was point number two, because he'll fight for you. But what he got out of it was completely different from what I got out of it. What it was, what God was saying to me in that, in that message was, all right, now sit down and let me do the fighting now. Right. It's, it's not, you've done fighting. You, you've, you fought before, but now I need you to sit back and let me do it. Sure. Because I want to be a part of it. You know, I want to be in it. I want to be in the middle of it. I want to, I want. It takes more faith to do that sometimes, doesn't it? It does it takes more faith to, to, to let God move. And I, I think that it, what it depends on is your person, who you are as a person, right? True. For me, I, I kind of, I like the conflict. I like the confrontation. I like the, I like, I'm so different from like most of my family in this regard, because most of my family, they, they don't like confrontation at all. Sure. Right. They don't, they'll avoid it. They'll do what they can to avoid it. And I'm not nothing against them, but it's like, that's just, you know, that's the way they are. That's how they, that's the personality that they have. But for me, that's where I become the black sheep because for me, I kind of like it. I enjoy it a little bit. You know, I like, I like, I like mixing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I find where it's like God saying, you need to sit down and let me fight for you. And what I see in others is where it's almost like God's telling them, like, no, you need to pick up your sword and do a little bit of fighting. Right. Yeah. For some, their issue may be they're too passive. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's I like, think it's 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 different. It's a different path yeah. for each of us. Because for me, my comfort zone is in the fight. Where sure. others, sure. their comfort zone is not the fight. And then God's trying to tell them, like, hey, I, because. And that it, that is a great point. That is a really good good point. Yeah, we Even were never meant. It, it's a great yeah, point. We were never meant to be comfortable in Christianity. That's that's so true, right? I mean, and I think that that we we miss this 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 aspect of it because we're like, well, he they he sent us the great Comforter. You know, he's a God of comfort and peace. But that doesn't mean that we're going to be comfortable. The comfort comes in those times of distress and those times of of anxiety and and angst and and. Or sometimes it's both of those things. Yeah. Sometimes and it's, it's comfortable anxiousness. And I don't, I can't explain that either. Yeah. And it's like, I gotta, God wants us in that, that, that 
He doesn't want us to be afraid, but he doesn't want us to be comfortable either. Yeah. Right? And it's it's one of those things where it's like, because you, if you're too fearful, you're not going to grow. But if you're too comfortable, you're not going to grow either. Right? And he wants you right in that, there's that sweet spot. And he's trying to keep you in that sweet spot. I know that he's trying to keep me in that sweet spot where it's like, that's where you're going to do your growing. Right. And for me right now, it's like you, there are like I can see about six or seven different battles that need to be fought, whether here at the church or in the King's Guard or, you know, anywhere else in my life, any other aspect of my life. And it's just like him said, say, no, not right now. Just sit, just sit back and let me do it. Yeah. Right. You're, you're going to mess it up. You're going to lose it. You're going to. You don't have the right strategy. You don't have the right battle plan. Let me do it. Let me do what I do. And you just, you watch me and learn. And so for me, that, I think that's the, that's what I'm trying to learn. It's, it's, I, I don't know that the, it's waiting. That's the right word. I don't, I don't really know what it is, it, but, but it, it all has to do with trusting, right? Yep. And so I think really the two, the two words that, that just come to my mind right off the bat is, is wholly devoted right? Being wholly yep. devoted. And if I'm wholly devoted, then I'm going to follow his lead. And if it's time for me to pick up the sword, then I'll pick up the sword. But if it's time for me to sit, set the sword down and just wait for him to do what he does, then that's what I need to do. As hard as that may be for me sometimes, because man, it gets really hard, but patience, you know, I think you mentioned that before the podcast started is patience is a good one. Um, I love I used to hate that word patience, but I've, I've come to really, really love it because what I've learned is patience is not what I thought it was when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. And one of the, one of the Bible words that you find in the, in the, in the King James, and I love the King James just because the, the, the language is so unique. Mm -hmm. And the King James is it, sometimes the word that it uses is long suffering. Right. And what I've what I've come to learn about patience is patience is grit. Patience isn't about, you know, being syrupy sweet and, you know, with a smile on your face all the time. Patience is I'm going to get through this. I'm going to buckle down. Like you said, I'm going to I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to keep pushing um, because sometimes that's all you can do is just grit your teeth and endure it. Right. Yeah. And that's. That's patience. That's what it's supposed to be. It, it's not pretty. It's not, it's not glamorous. It's not, it's not comfortable. It's suffering. It's hardship. It's enduring hardship. Paul talks about it in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, right? Yep. And that's where you find patience. And it's 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 those kind of things that that I'm starting to learn in these moments is long suffering is patience. Isn't necessarily in the fight. It's enduring the battle when you want to fight, but you, you can't. Yeah. You need to just That's sit good. back and let it go, you know? Yep. And, uh, so that that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm learning that lesson. <laughs> I'm learning the hard way. Cause I have to, God's got to beat me over the head with it a little bit sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So before, as we're, as we're wrapping up, let me, let me do it this way. Uh, if there were lessons, three things that you could tell yourself 20 years ago, what would those three things be? Mm, you had to go with three, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Um, the first thing that I would definitely tell myself is um perfectionism is a pipe dream stop now i would absolutely mm -hmm. tell myself that and yeah and then i would say um don't pass perfectionism on to your kids yeah in other words don't pat don't don't pass these illogical and unreasonable yeah goals and expectations onto 
your, the next generation. Yeah. Because I fight it enough as I, as I am. Yeah. Uh, so I would go back and tell myself to avoid it. And then also to make sure that my kids learn like right now, like I hate video. I don't hate video games, but I've, I've, I've really preached against them so much. You know what I did? I went and got a video game for Sadie just so she could learn how to be okay with dying on this video game because she is so afraid of things. And I don't know if subconsciously I have done that where I've, I've tried to warn her about too many things. You know what I mean? Like, let's avoid this mistake. Let's not make this mistake. Let's not do this. And, and, And I haven't done it in a hateful spirit, but she's like, her, her personality is like absorbing it all. And so now I'm just like, relax and understand that sometimes you're just going to make mistakes. And so here lately, it's been like therapy for her to just like, you know, go waste, you know, 10 Mario lives. Right. And just die. Just let yourself fail at something and understand it's okay to do that. Yeah. Because that's what happens in life. And then the third thing I would say is, you know, find my wife uh, sooner and marry her sooner because you waited until you were 24. So you're an idiot. <laughs> Mary is, is you could convince her to say yes <laughs> legally right? of course yeah um but those are the three <laughs> yeah what about that you good. that was good oh man so three i get it i had to ask you three um ten i you know i so i do i i started this tradition a while ago where i talk about like i'll, I'll do a facebook post where it's like the the 10 things that i would tell my uh, younger self and i wasn't going to do it this year Right. I was just going to talk about like the three things right here. But one of the things that I always mention is temperance. Um, Because, man, as a young man, I struggled with that so much is temperance. Yep. You know, and learning how to regulate my need to be right. You know, with my my genuine need to have right relationships. Yep. Um, Temperance is, is, is a big thing. And it's, it's something that I I wish to pass to my sons. And it's never really mattered that we won an argument. Has it? No, never once. Never really changed the world. Has it? The world is still the same. No, there, there. And that's my thing, man. It's like never, (laughs) but it's so important to us to win the argument. (laughs) Yeah, I just, it's like, even today, man, I'm 39 years old and I still, me and my wife talk about this all the time. And she'll tell me, she's like, this is how you are. She's like, and I don't mean to be rude, but this is how you are. And I know it's like, you're right. No, you're exactly right. This is how I am. Because it, it's it's like, I know you're wrong. I've got to be right. I have to be right. I And I have to show you that I'm right. I have to prove to you that I'm right. And I need you to acknowledge that I am right. And it's like, no, I really don't. I need to just shut my mouth. And let it go because half the time we find out <laughs> it didn't we matter right anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't right, or it didn't matter, you know, and or it didn't matter. There was no real need to yeah. express it. <laughs> and it's just so temperance. Temperance is 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 one of the big ones. Um, and I think uh, I've I've really been wrestling with with honor a lot lately and it's not wrestling with them. Maybe that's not the right word, but um, I think one of the things that, that I wish I had understood more clearly as a younger man was what honor really was, right? Not this fabricated machismo mm-hmm. that we've made it in society to get today, but you know, it's, 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 it's placing proper value in the proper places, you know, allowing, allow, like, for example, Paul talks about, and in fact, the book of Exodus and like, it's, it's, it's one of the 10 commandments. And Paul talks about it, you know, honor your father and your mother. And what does that mean? What does it mean to honor them? And it means to give them value to recognize the value that they have in your life. And even for those that, you know, maybe you didn't have a good upbringing. I don't know. Maybe your dad was, wasn't present as present as he should be, or maybe he was completely absent, or maybe they were junkies and drug addicts. None of that matters in the grand scheme of things. 
God didn't tell you that he doesn't tell us to honor our father and mother if they're worthy of it. Right. He just says, honor them because there's always something that they're teaching you, even if it's unintentional, how to be a good man, how to be a good woman, how to, how to live your life. Even if it, even if that lesson is how not to do it, how to make better decisions, how to make better choices there's a lesson there that you can hold to and honor, you know, but when you honor someone or you honor something, you, you put value in it and you, you put, I like the Hebrew word because the Hebrew, the Hebrew word in Exodus, it means to make heavy or give weight to. Mm-hmm. And it gives me this, this idea, the picture that I got from it was like, not to be all sciencey, but you know, as you, as something grows in mass, you being the teacher, you should know this is something gets more, it has more mass. The more mass it has, the more gravity it has. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The more honor I give to someone, the more I'm gravitated toward them. I seek their advice. I seek their yep. wisdom. I want to hear what they have to say. They, I want their input in my life. The decisions that I make, I'm going to go to them more. I call my dad a lot. Um, when I got to make a big decision, um, I talked to my mom a, a lot when I got to make a big decision. My grandfather, uh, Roy Chestnut, I, I think, you know, 85 years old, you know, his, he, he, he can, he's battling dementia right now, but he, there's still those, I mean, there's still a lot of moments where there's a lot of clarity and lucidity, you know, and it, he'll, he'll say something. I'm like, oh, wow. That's extremely profound, but I find myself oftentimes going in there and just sitting with him and just I, even if he's just rambling i'm just sitting there because i'm enjoying that moment with him yeah. and i'm finding that you know that that's what honor that's what real honor is and it's 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 the 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 four virtues that we talk about in the king's guard you know it all builds from that devotion and the more devotion the more devoted you are to something that that the more you invest into that virtue of devotion, the more the other virtues just kind of blossom out, right? They build on each other and it's just, it's, it's almost like a chain reaction. So I would say, you know, I wish I had understood honor more. And so I think one of the things that I would try to convince and talk to my younger self about is, is, is giving, getting a, a better understanding of honor. What is honor? Why should we, why should we have a, 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 a biblical perspective of it. And I think finally is just stop stressing. Stop stressing about the little things. Stop trying to walk on eggshells around everybody. Just, just live. You know, you, your relationship yeah. with God is your relationship. You know, and I think Paul talks about this. I, I think I think we mix up the message of like First Corinthians chapter eight, where he talks about the weaker Christians and the and the stronger Christians, right, being the stumbling block and all of that, and where he talks about you know you don't be a stumbling block to your brother and and and, and drag them into sin, but he says that the the stronger Christians should be should lift up the weaker. But I always I'm fascinated. I've become very fascinated recently in who he's referring to as the stronger Christians as to, and and who he's referring to as the weaker Christians. Right. Right. And what I'm realizing is the, I don't have, I don't have to be gruff with people, which has been my, my method in the past. Unfortunately, I don't have to be gruff with people. I don't have to be rough. I don't have to get loud. I can be gentle with people and still not walk on eggshells. And I wish I had learned that lesson earlier, how to be gentle and and not worry about the eggshells. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, that's kind of the three things where I'm at and maybe they kind of blend in together a little bit, but I mean, that's, that's the three life lessons that I wish I had learned as a, as a younger man uh, now. So um, but yeah, so maybe not, maybe we didn't have the, the, the party hats and the, you know, the noise makers. I thought <laughs> about getting like a confetti cannon, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> save I it think, for the big day. Yeah. Yeah. It's for the next year. <laughs> that's right. Next year. 
so, uh, but hey, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave with everybody? No. Happy birthday, buddy. You too, man. You too. But for the rest <laughs> of you, remember, there's a king who loves you and he wants to see you reach your greatest potential. And he's offering anyone with a heart willing to put on their battle armor a place in the king's garden.